0: Hey, you're listening to episode number 17 of the Obsessive Creative Podcast. This is a community of relentless creators, and here we talk about what it's like to be compelled and obsessed to create work that matters. I'm your host, Luke Cleland, and you can stay up to date on all things obsessive and creative by following me on Instagram at Luke W.T. Let's get into the show. Well, I hope you had a glorious Canada Day and July 4th, wherever you're living, uh, at the beginning of this month. And we took a few days off. I'm Canadian, my wife's American. We took a few days off, uh, which also meant not having a podcast last Monday. And I totally missed it! Uh... It has been such a part of my week for the last three months, Uh, so I'm really excited to be back this week and talking creativity with you guys because that's my favorite thing to do. Uh, Ali and I actually were even debating in the first place, um, whether we wanted to take time off. And we, we were originally planning on going to the U.S. to see her family for the 4th of July, but it turned out to be impossible, uh, with everything going on. So... We were wondering, like, is this even a holiday still? (laughs) Like, if it's just like staying at home, doing nothing like, should we? is it just a normal day? We should just be working anyways. Uh, But we've and and we felt like we were in such a good working groove that we didn't want to kind of throw that off. We're like, I don't want to take a holiday. I want to take a break. Like, we're on a roll. We need to keep going. Uh, But we actually decided to take some time off. We went up uh, to cottage country in Ontario. We did some paddle boarding and we just generally stared at water (laughs) and uh, it was amazing and refreshing and invigorating to get back to work. And I know I've said this before. About, you know, taking walks and and whatever helps your brain to kind of like process things and to just give yourself a break to, to, to process. And, and it's so true to give yourself the space and the ability to to think and to not be working and producing all the time. And um, and it's so true. I was able to think through the prod through the podcast, how I can make it better, uh, how I can work on my own photography and other things that I'm doing. And so take a break, uh, even if it's just for one day and for one afternoon, uh, if you've been going hard for a while. Sometimes it's really good to just to step back, uh, to take a, a deep breath and it'll just inspire you. It will fill up your tank again. Uh, so get out of your house, get into some nature uh, and and let your creativity just kind of bubble and simmer a bit as you do something non-work, non-creativity uh, related. And And I almost guarantee you, you will come back more motivated and inspired to work. Um, so one of the last one of the things I've been doing uh, a lot recently is just listening to audiobooks. And the good people at the Toronto Public Library have an awesome collection of audiobooks. Sometimes, Sometimes you have to wait a little uh, for like a popular book, like weeks and months. But but it is a still a great resource for audiobooks and and even talking to people that live in different cities. Uh, often, like a local library has a great collection of of audiobooks that are free. Um, and and so one thing I've been learning uh, as you know I've just been flying through books uh, recently. And, you know, one thing that I've learned recently is is called the 80-20 rule. It's a pretty popular kind of thing. It's called the Pareto Principle. And the rule states that that 20% of your effort will make 80% of your results, right? So if you say you have 10 things to do this week, uh, this principle says that Two out of those 10 things. So two of those things are going to be more valuable than eight all put together. And if you're an obsessive creative, you probably know what your two things are. Right. And, and if you don't know exactly, they probably have to do with creating. And the things that you're compelled to do, the things that you're dying inside to do, the tasks and the work that you do, and time just flies when you're working on them, right? These are your superpowers. This is your 20%. And and that is where 80% of your results come from, says this thing, which is true. I think the more that you think about your own life, your own work, your own creative journey, Uh, You realize sometimes it's just these small projects or these small focused things, these 20 percent that that make such an impact. And so it makes sense to focus on them. Right. And this was very much a revelation to me because it's so very easy to to focus on the absolute opposite of that and focus on all of your weaknesses to focus on all the things you need to work on and get better at and improve and blah, blah, blah. And instead of locking into your 20%. And as, as I thought about this principle, I realized how much this meant for my creativity. Because if I am an obsessive creative and I see my creativity as number one priority, then what what is getting in the way of that. And the the first thing I learned that was getting in way in way of my creativity, my obsessive thing <laughs> was the fact that I was focusing on my weakness. I described this in in episode 1, but I felt, you know, after the last few years there was something missing in my creative work. And uh, there, there was two of those things. First was a sense of community. And second was a sense of really understanding on a much deeper level why I did what I did and, and what that process was, why I, why I cared about creativity, uh, why my work mattered on a level above just accomplishing it, like just on the physical level of things. The creative theory uh I, I felt like i was missing and my, my understanding of how to really get into that and to start learning about that and what i thought about things was was writing like that this was just my assumption is like okay if i want to get into the theory behind my creativity then i then i need to write right in order to think i need to be able to write and you know i love uh seth godin i get his um his email every day, uh, his blog posts every day, and he talks so much about the importance of writing frequently, um, whether it is even just to yourself. Like you don't even have to like share it with people. And and I was I, I still am so behind that idea and I love that idea and it really works with me. But here's the problem. Oh, I'm not very good at writing, like, uh, especially like a blog writing, like doing something consistently, putting my ideas out on paper. I tried several times to pour a lot of focus into regular writing. And and I just I just didn't enjoy it enough to do it on a consistent basis and to keep the consistency and to keep going with it. And for a long time, there was this huge barrier Between me and growing in this area that I wanted to grow in, which was, you know, creative theory. And and then something dawned on me, like, how can I write a blog in a not blog writing way? Like, what skills do I have that could help me learn the theory of creativity? And I found out that it's talking I love talking and talking about creativity uh, is one of my favorite things to do ever. So instead of feeling bad about what I was weak in. And creating this narrative that I was just doomed to never be able to study creativity more. I, I was, oh, was just not for me, even though I really wanted to do it. I stopped focusing on my weaknesses and started looking at how I could accomplish the same goal and the same thing, but using my strengths instead. The second thing um, that I kind of learned after uh, reading this principle for the first time was the realization that there was these, these current social norms That were holding me back from doing my most impactful work. Don't let what you think people expect rule your obsessive creativity. Uh, And and in my mind, it felt normal that people wanted email responses really quickly. Okay, maybe instantly. Uh, And this was just my like, this was my assumption Um, but here's the thing. Do you know what the arch enemy to my creative workflow is? It's emails. (laughs) And why emails? Because I get so distracted. Like at one moment I am, I don't know, responding to a wedding inquiry. And the next thing I am like watching videos of ducks swimming in Angola. And I'm I'm not even sure if there's ducks in Angola or where Angola is. But but the point is, I would get really distracted because emails would like pull me into this crazy uh, time warp distraction tunnel. And and it would just it would suck away uh, my uh, my ability to to be creating. And, and so I took a look at whether responding to emails in 45 seconds was my 20% thing, was my superpower, um, was email writing my top priority, or was creativity my top priority. And here's the secret I discovered, is you don't have to do anything you don't want to like i I realized I don't have to respond to emails twenty five seconds after they're sent I don't have to I don't have to organize my day by the emails coming into my inbox. It is of course really important that I respond to them in a timely manner and consistently, but they just can't control my day because if they control my day, they start to cur. they start to control my number one priority and that is creativity and and so what do you feel the pressure to do what do you feel like you have to do and the secret is you don't have to do it the way you think you do you can do it in a way that promotes your creativity that creates promotes your priority and so for me that meant that meant not looking at my emails every every minute definitely not every hour and for me it meant even maybe not looking at my email every day like what that's like crazy like how could i not look at my email every day but it meant if this if something else was my number one priority then I can't be doing this at the same level that I wanted to do other things every day. And it meant for me that I needed to look at my emails on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and leave Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, email-free days that were packed with creativity instead of distraction tunnels. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Lastly, I learned to accept my powerful few one of my first reactions about learning to this 8020 uh, rule was really that's it like only 20% of my actions are going to influence 80% of my output or whatever it is like only like only 20% of the things like I do are are like I'm really amazing at or or really like creating the most benefit and um and i was reading this this book by john maxwell and he suggested actually focusing 80% of your time on that 20%. and that means something. that 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 20% meant something to me. it meant that i needed to accept just a few powerful things in my life that i needed to focus on. i needed to find out the things that didn't make the biggest impact, the things that I'm not the best at and figure out a way not to do them or just to make them a lower priority. And I had to accept that I was going to have a powerful few things and realize that it's okay that I'm just going to be maybe bad at some things. I needed to focus on my 20% superpower, and my superpower is creativity, and your superpower is creativity. Do you know what my superpower is not? It is not Twitter. (laughs) I have tried, I have wanted to be on Twitter so many times throughout my life. Eleven years, to be exact. May eighteenth, two thousand and nine, was my first tweet. It (laughs) a mere three years after Twitter began. And here's the thing: I cannot do it. I have (laughs) tried. I have tried. I have tried to do it. I have tried to love Twitter. I have tried, twittering every so often. But it is the perfect storm of distraction and overwhelm for me and for someone like me. Uh, And not to mention, I'm not exactly sure what to say in a tweet. And and I've never been able to quite figure it out. And other creatives are on there and you might be on there and they are being awesome and they're being great. And I am not. And I've tried so many times to learn to figure out how to do it better, but I can't. And one day, kind of recently, I realized, you know, I don't have to be on Twitter. And it's okay. And and why is it okay? Because, because Twitter <laughs> is not my creativity. Email is not my creativity. Blogging isn't my creativity. Because if, if they started taking number one priority, I would become obsessed with them instead of what I need to be obsessed about. Because you are the only one, because I am the only one that will be, will be as obsessed with the thing that we were put on this earth to do. You are the only one that can protect that time. You are the only one that can make it priority. So stick to the things that you're good at, that you want to be good at. Stick to your obsession. Thank you so much for listening this week. Um, It's so cool to uh, keep putting these out and, and you guys keep coming back. You don't know how much that means to me. Uh, I really love uh, hearing from you guys and seeing that you're coming back and you're getting something from an episode because I really do. I hope each episode encourages you to lean into who you are as a creative and do work that matters. If you love this podcast, I would love for you to leave a review uh it doesn't even have to be any words just just uh, a nice little five stars would be swell (laughs) and until next week stay obsessed